0: hello and welcome to on investors minds i'm tai hui the chief market strategist for asia pacific at jp morgan asset management and thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time to learn about what's on top of investors minds and what you can do about it today i want to share with you our thoughts on investing in china now many investors in asia are familiar with investing in china either in the hong kong market via ADRs and other access products, or increasingly via the onshore Asia markets in Shanghai and Shenzhen. Since 2021, it has been hugely challenging to invest in China. There were regulatory reforms targeting the large tech companies and the education sector. Measures were taken to cool down the real estate sector, which led to financial stress with developers and cooled economic activities. Rise in U.S.-China tension meant that there were uncertainties on whether Chinese tech companies can stay listed in the U.S. stock market. The last year, the response to the pandemic has led to considerable pressure on consumption and the labor market. The good news is that some of these challenges are being addressed, and this means Chinese assets, both equities and fixed income, should once again play an important role in our asset allocation. This is particularly relevant at a time when growth momentum in the US and Europe is under pressure due to the central banks adopting a high interest rate policy. As usual, we will have the key summary takeaways at the end of this podcast. So three things I want to focus on today. Number one, what's happening in the Chinese economy? Number two, what are some of the long-term growth drivers? And number three, why have you not missed a rally and why does China deserve a spot in your portfolio? Let's start with the recovery from the pandemic. The authorities have lifted many of the lockdown measures since late 2022. This has led to a significant pickup in infection in December and January, but once the infection peak has passed, we've seen a significant pickup in spending. The latest economic data for January and February has shown that consumption and industrial production are recovering. After all, Chinese households have saved up during the pandemic and now they can finally travel around the country, dine out and go to the cinema again. Corporate investment is also stabilizing, but this may need more time for companies to feel more confident about investing. The central bank has pledged to maintain a supportive environment for investment. In fact, the central bank has announced to cut reserve requirement ratio by 25 basis points on March 27th in order to inject more liquidity into the economy. This also implies that much policy is likely to remain loose for much of this year. The real estate market is also showing signs of stabilization, albeit from a low level. We think we could see more potential home buyers entering the market with more supportive measures from local governments. This also helps to contain the systemic risk from the property market and encourage more spending. While we may not get a sharp V shaped recovery in the broader Chinese economy, The direction of growth should be positive, and this should also contrast with the deceleration in economic momentum in the US and in Europe as a result of high interest rates. This can also bring a positive earnings revisions for Chinese companies in contrast with developed markets such as the US and Europe. As long-term investors, we need to take into account the long-term growth outlook of the Chinese economy, not just the near-term. In our long-term capital market assumption paper, we expect the Chinese economy to expand by around 4% over the next 10 to 15 years in real terms. In nominal terms, this still implies the Chinese GDP per capita should be rising at around 50% by the end of this decade. More moderate growth is driven by slower population growth and also a higher base following decades of rapid growth. As income rises, consumers naturally switch more towards services and less towards goods. This could include financial services, travel and entertainment, and healthcare. And at the same time, China's industrial policies are also adjusting. China is looking to reduce import dependence on certain tech goods. China is also aiming to be carbon neutral by 2060, which would also support the ambition for energy self-sufficiency. This would require considerable investment in renewable energy infrastructure, such as solar power panel, wind turbines, no-grid network, power storage, Electric vehicles are also a key part of this evolution. Not only China's own demand for renewable energy and EV would rise, this is also a global trend that could represent China's new export engine. China's already the world leader in solar power panels and wind turbines, it is also the largest market for electric vehicles, selling more EVs than the US and Europe combined in 2022. This competitive edge would be key in delivering China's future growth. So finally, Have you missed the rally? Now, many investors saw the rally since early November and they think they've missed the boat. While MSCI China has risen by 35% since last October, it is still 50% below the peak in February 2021. Now, even though there's never any guarantee the market will return to those levels anytime soon, it does provide a perspective in terms of the potential room for the market to perform. China's valuation continues to be attractive whether for the onshore Asia market or the offshore market. For MSCI China, both price-to-earnings and price-to-book ratios are trading below their 15-year averages. So we don't think it's too late to be investing in China. Moreover, high interest rates and growth deceleration in the US and Europe could pose a challenge for the equity market in the next few quarters. This makes Chinese equities an important asset class as a component of portfolio construction. We know that there is a strong relationship between the relative earnings growth of MSCI China and S&P 500, and their relative performance over time. This should not be surprising. If we are entering 2023 with weaker earnings growth in the U.S. and potentials for earnings acceleration in China, we do think this could point towards better times for China's equities and contribute to overall portfolio performance. But as we argued earlier, investing in China is absolutely not just about the index sector and company selection plays a large role in enhancing overall return. In China's case, there are both near-term tailwinds from economic reopening, as well as long-term structural factors that could help to rebuild the investment case for China. So three key takeaways. Number one, the Chinese economy is recovering and policy support is likely to remain in place for much of this year. Number two, In the long term, industrial policy is likely to support advanced manufacturing, renewable energy and EVs, and also consumer services. The idea of China as a manufacturer for the world must be tempered by recognition of the size of the domestic economy. Number three, macroeconomic improvement and undemanding valuations means that the investment case for China is improving, and this can provide a useful addition to our overall portfolio. Especially at a time when the US and Europe growth outlook is impacted by high interest rates. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or comments, please reach out to your JP Morgan Asset Management client advisor. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share this with your friends and colleagues by rating and reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to subscribe via Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can be kept up to date every time when a new episode comes along.
1: This content is intended for information only, based on assumptions in current market conditions, and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass jp morgan asset management is the asset management business of jp morgan chase and company and its affiliates worldwide